Alright, so I initially, my first podcast back from vacation was going to talk, I was planning on talking a little bit about Toronto, but I decided that now with Summer League starting and going into effect, like, what, what, why not do free agency? What's going on with free agency? Um, my opinions about some of the bigger signings of the year, um, not of the year, you know what I mean, like of the summer, um, but so it was initially going to um, be a tennis-geared podcast, but don't worry. There will most definitely be U.S. Open, um, but this episode is going to be about free NBA free agency um, as we move into Summer League a little bit more, but it is 1.13 p.m. on a Wednesday, August 11th. Um, if you enjoy this show, be sure to tell your friends, um, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your, I don't know, just, just if you, or if you don't like it, just, 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 just stop listening, don't, don't, uh, um, don't ever think about it again, um, but anyways, if you enjoy this episode, be sure to follow, be sure to tell your friends, um, but, uh, NBA free agency signings, uh, my opinions, all coming up on today's show, but, but you, but you also have the men, um, the men's U.S. basketball team overcoming, I guess you could call a little bit of adversity, and still coming out on top to win that gold medal. Um, I know this is, might be a little bit off topic for what I was saying in the intro, um, but but the, the, we're still in the intro. We're not in the main part of the podcast yet. Um, but but it's 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 something. That it, I don't I don't I don't really know. But like, so they get they get that win, eighty-seven, eighty-two over France, and that France team is really a very good team. You got three NBA athletes on there, Fournier, uh, Gobert, obviously Defensive Player of the Year, and Batum, um, who sealed that game against Slovenia. Um, but and, 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 uh, Slovenia ended up going over to the bronze medal game and getting absolutely, not, not, I wouldn't say absolutely destroyed, but it was not very close um, with Patty Mills grabbing those 42 points to get to give Australia the bronze medal, and that was their first ever medal in the uh, uh, basketball in the Olympics ever. Um, and Slovenia drops to fourth, no medal for them, which is surprising to a lot of people, in my opinion. But but the U.S. Uh, KD obviously still showing up, and it gets to the talks. Um, is he the greatest? U.S. men's basketball player of all time, like U.S. men's basketball player, um, like the team, like the Olympic, Olympic, uh, you you know what I mean. Um, I I would say yes personally because of all those categories that he is leading in, but but with the likes of players like Kobe and Michael Jordan, it it it, it, it it's it's just a debate. I mean, it, you could have a really heated argument. Uh, over that or about because because there's plenty of arguments you can make to going up with both sides like Kevin Durant's best U.S. basketball player or no it's Michael it's Kobe or because there's just so many so many good good players that have played on this uh, USA men's basketball team and you obviously know that because they've won like the last four gold medals it's just their continued dominance because they 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 are able to take some of the some of the better NBA at some of the best NBA athletes that there that there are um and you know I will say in my opinion I kind of like this year because you have obviously the team's still very very good players like Drew Holiday and 
and Kevin Durant, obviously. But but it's not. It's definitely not their best team ever that they that 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 they could put together and assemble. Um, because I mean, and I kind of like it better that way because it makes it more entertaining, more enjoyable to watch. Because you're not just gonna flip on the the U.S. men's basketball game and be like, oh yeah. 30-point win um, because they, they've faced some adversity here and they've really had to overcome that. And and uh, and like Draymond Green was letting them know it. Um, he he started, I, I think he was doing something like retweeting all the all the uh, tweets that were in, in reports that were like, yeah, USA, no chance they win this. Um, well, not no chance, but like there's there's just a lot of doubts in that. And, and they really turned, that, turned it around. They took that, they t- almost took that personally. Um, not personally, but you, you, again, you understand what I mean. Um, and they, 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 they took that. I guess it kind of fueled them to play better, prove people wrong, and they really, um, and they really took that and win the gold against France, eighty-seven, eighty-two, after losing multiple prelim and exhibition games. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great story, and you, and you like to see it. But you, USA win. team that we're going to be talking about here in this episode is I my very own Miami Heat and even even though I'm a Heat fan so you knew I was gonna put some something about them in here um I I I think that you you could say anything that I put in this segment of the show uh biased if you want to but I really think that the Heat's moves so far are really putting them back in the championship contender. Now obviously the Bucks were the champion champions uh this year of this league and and um they they were definitely one of the best teams in the league despite coming into the playoffs as a four seed. I mean now I, myself included fully healthy nets I'm not sure if the Bucks would have necessarily beaten them but but they still won the championship. You you can't take that away from them at all but but you had them go out up against uh, the. They went out against the Miami Heat, and and I I obviously watched every single game of that series, and and um they they lose game one. I think it was by in overtime by like two points with the dagger by Chris Middleton with like seven tenths of a second or something something like that, 
And I was like, buckle up. This is going to be a very intense, very tight series. And I'm sure some of you guys thought the exact same way about it. I mean, especially with Jimmy Butler playing so poorly in that game, and yet it was still such a close game. Um, you thought that it was going to have to be whoever won that game on the road first is going to win this series. Um, but it really didn't turn out that way as they went down like by like 20 points or more in the over the course of the next three games. And and so they they obviously are we're going to need to have a couple of good moves to go on with and 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 they really seem to have gotten that gotten to that point and and their 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 team is looking better like a lot better than that finals run that they had a couple of seasons ago and really I can I feel like I can put them at least top 10 right and maybe top seven, top six, top five in the league now, based off of what they've done, because I feel like they needed they needed a little more um, a little more uh, toughness down there, which they got what with signing um, Morris and Tucker, and then the 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 um, I think it was like a sign in trade or something like that with where they traded away Achua and um, Drogic for Kyle Lowry and Kyle Lowry um is really the big um the, the, the he was kind of like the big signing for them that really helped them go back into championship contender territory um because he, three years 85 million dollars um I I hear he did take a little bit less um a little bit less money be, because of so then this, the Heat could <clears throat> sorry. So then the Heat could end up signing him. And even at 35 years old, he is still a very, very good, very, very versatile player. And it it's really, in my opinion, a big upgrade from Dragic. And 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 he's still producing in 2019 at 34, he was producing 19, 19 points, seven assists a steal and five rebounds. And those numbers really haven't changed too terribly much other than the fact that, that obviously between that 2019 and 2020 off season, he's, he, even though averaging a couple less points a game, he increases his shooting percentages by 3% from regular field goals and, and nearly 5% from the deep ball range. It's, it's a guy that that's really going to give you more consistency and and a and a better point guard um for a few for still a few years and cuz for all you know when he's 38 he could resign for one more year two more years um but then you also have Duncan Robinson signing that 5 year 90 million dollar extension um Duncan Robinson obviously what a story for him you know um I mean and he comes out undrafted and then with this Miami Heat team they give him a chance and it's like, whoa. I mean, he's like, for someone who goes from D3 and then undrafted, it's some, it's, you didn't expect him to be this good. I mean, he was shooting um, 41% from three this past season and 45% in 2019. One of the best shooters, um, one of the best shooters in the league, in my opinion. Um, he's, he's just, he just, um, he just, with other than like Steph Curry, really, there's not many guys that you can say are that much better than him 
um, from the deep ball. He can pull it. He can do pull-ups. Um, and what what he's really lethal with is um, that catch and shoot ball because if you give him any space at all, he can just you you you're off the ball. He becomes an off ball pest on how how quickly he can get that ball out of his hands because with. With that jumper or three point jumper being that fast, if you don't lock him up um, from the moment like you step on that court the whole time, he's gonna. If you you can't give him an inch, or else he's gonna he's gonna knock it down. And it's a very very good piece for the offense. If the if the Heat need a bucket, um, you, he you can just let him. Uh, uh, you can just call up a play and give get him open for three, and and it's almost if you give him any space, there's a very very high chance he's knocking that down, averaging three point five threes a game in twenty twenty one or are, are we calling yeah twenty twenty one I guess twenty 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 one, um but but that's that's a bit of the rundown for a fresh Miami Heat roster. I mean, and that starting lineup is looking like. Oh, and not to mention that they re-signed Jimmy to that $184 million deal. So it, it's looking like now with their starting lineup is um, you got Kyle Lowry for sure at the one. Um, most likely, I mean, you could have Duncan over the, over there running the two, Jimmy at the three, um, and then most definitely um, Bam at the five position. And then at the power forward, most likely PJ Tucker, and that's their projected starting lineup for me in my book. Um, and then uh, last thing, I mean, Omer Yurtsevin, um, after those two summer league games with Miami, I mean, I was like, I watched the Heat's first summer league game, and he's he's big, uh, big, tall, seven feet, I believe, and. And 26 points and 13 rebounds through those two summer league games can shoot the three, can get inside, block shots. He can. I mean, I know it's only at the summer league level, but the, but um, but if he's able to transfer some of that over into like the big game, I would not be surprised for him to get some minute quality off the bench minutes behind Bam because I think Bam is like their only true starter or true like center on the team, and so. If he, he he if he does a good job proving himself, he's got a good um good good career with the Miami Heat or whoever else after the Heat. Um, but over the next couple of years in Miami, um, I expect him to I expect some big things from him, and he could real I and I think he's capable of them. But moving on, so one of the other teams that we're going to be talking about is the Golden State Warriors. Now they move back, in my opinion what is the top 10 of my power rankings due to the fact that they they they've made some very starting they've made some very good moves i mean they Andre Iguodala's coming back um and you know i mean did he win finals mvp that one year with them um and and something else that really comes as a steal and a little bit of a surprise um a little bit of a surprise is signing Otto Porter despite the 13 points a game, 42% from shooting for uh, from three over the past few years, um, the veterans minimum. That is a very solid deal bec- for the Warriors because because you're not you're you're not 
in, in terms of cap room and NBA uh, money players making money, um, that is like no money at all for for someone like him. He's no like star, but but for a player that caliber, um, that that's a steal for the Warriors, and and it adds um, it adds some very very good depth onto the bench because unless they end up trading him, uh, Andrew Wiggins will probably still be that starter there, and then you also have. The return of Clay Thompson. Nine. I know that's not really a free agency move, but he's had some terrible luck the past two seasons. It's like, didn't he? I, I, I'm pretty sure. I know. I'm not totally sure. Well, the first time it was that injury in the NBA Finals against the Raptors, and then the second time, it was just like. He's got to be like, oh come on, man, because like I think he was playing a pickup game or something, and then he, and then he got hurt again, um, and then he's out. So he's been out for two years, and you know we already know how good Clay Thompson is and how crucial he was, um, how crucial he was for the Warriors for that championship run. But we, I, I. I mean, I, I don't really see any reason why he won't be good, but you just wonder if he's regressed at all due to the fact that um due to the fact um uh that, that he's been injured for really for the past two years. Um maybe call him rusty, um not in his greatest basketball shape. Obviously he'll be trying to get back into that um this off season as he'll be um heading back probably starting day one should he should he be okay for week one of the NBA this season um and then and the, the, the I mean if and if the Warriors are thinking about the future still a little bit Jonathan Kuminga um could really really uh become a very very good player um many people believe that he could become an all-star at any point in his career obviously probably not first year um, he's only 18 years old. And then James Wiseman um, had a solid rookie year. Um, so if, so if, uh, and then obviously, and then they also re-signed uh, Steph Curry to a new deal. So the future, I mean, they're going to, they're still going to be very, very good now, but I, I like what the future, like a few years in advance with Kuminga going to be developing and then Wiseman going to be developing. Um, and that, and that, so, so there's really two paths for the Warriors at this point. They could think that they're um, a very, very good team now, which they are. They're they're definitely going to be back in the playoffs with a solid seed next year. So they're they're going to think we're we got to we're we got to try to go out and get that next star or something um, to help us win a championship in the next couple of years, or they could. Um, uh, wait, wait on players like Wiseman and Kuminga to to develop and prosper, um, and and move and and that could help them turn it if they are willing to do that. Take that what you could call a little bit of a risk. It could be a very very good risk, high high risk high reward scenario, and it could really really help them out in the future and make them good for years to come. Should they take that path, but. But what what's really been a solid free agency? Obviously, got to resign the man Steph Curry. He said before he's going to retire there. But but moving on to the rest. So now the Lakers. I'm not going to talk as much about them. But 
and so obviously trading for uh, Russell Westbrook and it's funny they uh, <laughs> were able to give Kyle Kyle Kuzma away, um, but you you wonder there's two things there's two things that you will um have to consider here if if you're the Los Angeles Lakers um the chemistry around Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis and LeBron James because Russell Westbrook in my opinion is gonna have to be willing to not be that first guy on offense and then um he he's a uh, he's a respectable shooter but he's he's no he's no like Oh my gosh! I mean, he didn't. People don't call him Russell Westbrook, Russell Russell Westbrook for no reason at times. Um, but but he's a he's a respectable shooter, but no great shooter. Um, and so the the what what's really gonna come down to for this team being good is if they if those three guys know their role on their team on that team especially Russell Westbrook he's going to have to be a um he's going to have to be the guy who's going to be able to attack the basket and adopt the role as the third option on that offense and if if that's the case Westbrook could be very very good in LA and not to mention that we already know how good yet he, he is at um uh at, at assisting the rock. I mean, people say he stat hunts what for that, for those triple doubles, which I will say, I, I think he does myself, but I don't think he stat hunts the assist. I probably the rebounds. Yes, but, but not really the assists. And then the second thing that you wonder about with this roster is what will the case be with this older roster? And so that that that's what it comes down to. It's gonna come down to Frank Vogel, who's a very good coach in his own right. Um, he's gonna have to piece together some rotations that that uh that will work around a vet- veteran roster. But there but there are enough there are enough very good rotational pieces for that. Um, and and he's just gonna have to limit that workload at a very good rate. But but if if Westbrook's able to know his place on this roster and continue playing very good and limit the like the jumpers, and uh, Frank Vogel knows how to uh, make good rotations around this older roster, there 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 might be a championship contender again. But that's the Lakers' free agency. Well, not maybe kind of, but just opinions, not totally their free agency. But but moving on.